you know, Neville, um, throughout our lives, you know, we, we um, on our path to wherever we go, we, we, we come across a lot of obstacles, you know, and a lot of things that, that really tried to throw us off from, from our path. I started getting a little depressed about it and, and I really didn't know what I'm going to do with my life. And, and then one of my great friends here, here in Dallas, um, told me this, this one quote that, that he really likes. And, um, and it, it, and what it says is that, um, when, when one door closes for us, another one opens, but some, so often we look at so long for at the door that closed for us that we completely miss the ones that, that have opened, you know, and this statement really made a lot of sense for me, you know, and just dealing with people and, and being around people and just looking at my own experiences, you know, in, in, in from the past was, you know, when, when something, you know, um, something happened that, 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 you know, wasn't the, the, the right thing, you know, the thing that I wanted to happen, I, I'll just sit and dwell on it forever, you know, mm -hmm. instead of just, just moving on. And then, you know, I, I, I really, um, I really decided, you know, that, that, that this quote is going to be kind of like my, my life motto, you know, and, and, and something that I want to live by. And whenever something happens that, that, you know, I, I think is, 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 is or that other people would think it's the end of the road, it, it really never is. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, invent, and share via any of the social media you love. I am Neville. Today I have two questions. The first is... How do you deal with a loss or a defeat or a challenge you did not anticipate? The second one is, what have you discovered or learned during this experience that you now value as actionable beyond the present? A very warm welcome to our panel of guests answering these two questions from a very personal level. They include a psychologist, a lawyer, a businessman, a music teacher, a management consultant, and a coach. This is the second episode of our Bouncing Back series which I have entitled Victory and Defeat are as the petals of a rose. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, a Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Victory and defeat are as the petals of a rose. I appreciate our panel of guests putting themselves on the line answering these questions from a personal and practical level. 
being authentic. Let's begin with the first question. How do you deal with a loss or a defeat or lean into an unanticipated challenge? We will begin with Mr. Benjamin Zuniga. You know, this time that we're going through, is it is uh, very challenging. It's something that a lot of us, most of us, have not been through. Um, I would say it's important to keep your mind and physical self busy. Don't allow yourself to sit or sleep more than what is normal mm-hmm. unless that is giving you peace and added comfort. Um, what I've done is I've created a little bit of chaos in my house uh, so that I, I have to deal with these internal things and not be too worried about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I did is um, I, you know, of course, clean the rest of the house, but I'm cleaning my personal uh, personal closet. And uh, these past few days, they told me it was only going to take like 30 minutes. Well, three days later, here I am just <laughs> about done. <laughs> but what I did mm-hmm. is I pulled everything or not everything. I put portions out of my closet and I put it on my bed. So every day I had to go through and clear my bed mm. because, of course, you sleep on your bed. Right. Um, so a few things that also help is, you know, you keep a, a daily routine. I, I love my morning coffee. So I sit, you know, and drink my coffee. And whether it's on a patio or in the living room, I, you know, check Facebook a little bit. Mm. Um I do my daily exercises. I, I pray. Uh, I don't read the Bible every day, but sometimes I read the Bible. Mm-hmm. And those habits uh, keep my mind and my body uh, occupied. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, I, I like to join a challenge. I don't just do like a physical workout or ride my bike. I also ride my bike uh, because those groups keep you, um, uh, they um, make you accountable. So you have to you have to say, hey, I did this exercise today. Mm. So uh, those are some of the things that that have helped me with with this. Mm, that's lovely. That's lovely. Um, and uh, and you, do you recommend it for everyone, or um, or you just know it works for you? I think we're, you know we're all different, just mm. like our uh, you know our fingerprints. Uh, but I think if you're stuck somewhere, mm. you need to try something because what what you're doing is not is not helping you. If you're stuck thinking too much, for example, uh, one day I turn on I, I listen to the news almost the entire day mm. and it just brought me down. Mm. And I I said me and my roommate had a conversation and we said, you know, you need information, but you don't need information overload. <laughs> then, because then you start to process it in a different way, and, and it it affects you. Uh, there's there's things that you need to be aware of, like, hey, uh, now it's time to wear a mask. You definitely got to be aware of that. You can't shut yourself out. But you also can't just be, oh, my God, we're wearing masks now, and what is that going to do on doomsday? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know what? You woke up this morning, and you're you know, stretching out and feeling good and able to breathe and talk and all those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, let's turn to Marshall Mack, a music teacher. 
I think, well, so this is something that, I don't know, if you probably don't know who Richard, have you ever heard of Richard Rohr? That, the name, a, uh, where, yes, I know, well, I'm not sure, go ahead. Well, he's, a, he's like a, he's a mystic, he's, a, uh, he's actually a Catholic priest. But the way he talks, you would never think he would be allowed to be a, be a Catholic priest because he's more, he's more of a mystic. But, but he said something I found interesting about Christianity, which was he said Christianity is learning how to lose. Um, how do you say it? He said Christianity is learning how to lose essentially appropriately because that's kind of, you know, at the end of Jesus's ministry, he was essentially abandoned by everyone and he had no one. <laughs> And uh, he just had a few women in his whole ministry. You know, everyone just abandoned him. Mm -hmm. But yet he accomplished, you know, something that was, you know, something that, you know, that even no matter what, no matter what religion you're from, he accomplished something that I think everyone would recognize, which is self-sacrifice for somebody else. Mm. Whether or not you, whether or not you believe that what he did was for everyone, everyone would recognize that that the greatest uh, the greatest way to show love. Is, to, is would be to lay down your life for somebody else. Um, I think that for me, that's how I view. Um, yeah, I guess that's how I view it. Uh, how I view like loss or anything to do with life when it comes to uh, how I deal how I deal with my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is that it's not. Uh, I guess that it's not. Uh, it's, you, you're never really losing. You're only ever really learning. Or you know, or you're maybe you can maybe be sacrificed. For someone else, and being married, I have to do that every day, or I can not do it, be selfish, and kind of fail at my marriage. But if I want to be <laughs> successful, then I can try and be selfless and actually sacrifice myself for my wife in the little things, you know. So this whole pro- this whole process has been a huge blessing, even though it's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, it's just it's just an opportunity to to you know to trust that God does have a plan, even though it's you know I'm sure for a lot of people it's really really scary. And for us, it has it has been a little bit scary, but that's pretty much it. It's just that you know, I I really just trust I just trust that God has a plan, and so that's it. Thank you, Marshall. Let's turn to the brilliant Brandon Jones, a management consultant. Yeah, I think when it comes to a loss of defeat, I kind of kind of see how I can kind of regulate my emotions and like regulate my um, mental state and mental health overall. So three things I like to do is try to get some, some physical exercise. Secondly, I like to meditate and third, just really spend time talking to friends and family mm-hmm. on the exercising point, uh, things such as weightlifting, running. I feel like it's something that, you know, I can kind of get some endorphins flowing Mm-hmm. Um, free my mind right and clear it up um, mm-hmm. so I feel like that physical activity really helps balance out and improve my mental well-being and physical state mm-hmm. um, tennis is something that I recently picked up mm-hmm. um, that I think it allows like of course you get that physical activity but at the same time that third point you kind of are able to spend time with a friend and that's another just useful outlet mm-hmm. you're suffering a setback and you know you might be feeling down so being around a friend um, on the second point with meditation, I felt like with the physical activity kind of uh, correlates with the mental um, strengthening, but I think meditation is when I can really sit down, unplug, and really directly strengthen my mind and like overall emotions. So mm-hmm. it's something that I've been doing over a course of time, um, either once during a day or maybe before I go to bed. And it just 
really when those times like that loss or setbacks when I'm really stressed or depressed, it allows mm-hmm. me to kind of sit down, unplug and really reset mm-hmm. at a point. Um, and then really just, you know, not really being closed in, but talking to friends and family, um, especially in these kind of times, you can kind of lock yourself in, have some like negative self-created thoughts and whatnot, mm-hmm. and being able to really to, to talk about what you're feeling and um, express that. You can have the colleagues like showing you support. You can like um, bend a little bit and just get some real guidance to not be alone when you're trying to get out whatever um, bad mentality I might be in at a given time. Mm-hmm. That sounds wonderful. Love it. Love it. Yeah. All right. Oh, yes. So how do you deal with a loss or a defeat or a challenge you did not anticipate? I learned a few things of value during that segment. One, don't stand staring at a closed door. Step away. Step up to the open doors. Or as, you know, I had to do my Neville thing. I jot down here. Stop banging your head on closed doors. Crack a new one open. Or build your own. Number two, we need information. We don't need information overload. Or, my nevelism, take possession of your senses. Don't stuff your head with crap. Number three, we are never, ever really losing. We are really only learning. Aha. I like that. I do. But it does beg a few deep questions, doesn't it? Number four, sit down, unplug, and reset. Indeed, it is fruitful to have reciprocal, refueling, rejuvenating relationships. We need them. They need us. So how do you deal with a loss or a defeat or a challenge you did not anticipate? Victory and defeat are as the petals of a rose. During the first episode of Bouncing Back, Dr. Roof presented us with a rose. It had a powerful impact. Its beauty, the imagery, its qualities, they offered up indelible lessons on mental wellness, on mental toughness and emotional agility, or what perhaps Prince Harry might dub the beneficial attributes of being head fit. One of those imageries I would like to offer up for personal, private, quiet review. And it is this. Victory and defeat. Gain and loss. They are merely opposite sides of the same petal. Let me repeat that. Victory and defeat. 
they are merely opposite sides of the same petal. Gain and loss, they are merely opposite sides of the same petal. I'll leave that for your review. Dr. Ravouf also gave us a related and unique insight, which he'll expand upon after we face the second question. And that insight is this, that the way we internalize and externalize pain and pleasure have a profound impact on our experience of victory and defeat, of gain and loss. The way we internalize and externalize pain and pleasure. He's got a unique insight. We'll share. And now for our second question. What have you discovered or learned during this experience that you now value as actionable beyond the present? We'll start with Mr. Zuniga. Most of the things that I've learned have been positive. Uh, the biggest thing is appreciation for my home. Mm. I, as you know, I'm always on the run, always on the go. Mm. And, you know, I've had to say, hey, these four walls, they're mine. <laughs> and what, what, you know, I've got a kitchen in here. Mm -hmm. I've got, I've got a piano, mm. you know, I've learned to, to sit at the piano and appreciate, you know, that I have a piano and play and enjoy my own music, my just being there and being by myself, cooking, getting in the kitchen. I mean, uh, I've learned to cook pinto beans i'm doing most of the you know because you you're obviously eating at home mm -hmm. so th those are the things that have really really been a positive for me so a few other things that i think i've learned to appreciate is of course physical contact um i think that air is cleaner <laughs> yes, <laughs> the is. environment mm -hmm. uh, everyone seems to be calmer um Finding things, I found a brand new pair of tennis shoes in my closet. I found an old, uh, I found some old Bose speakers that I can use with my turntable. Um, let's see, I think um, we need to kind of evolve our schools. I think uh, distance learning is helping some students mm -hmm. be better. I think also churches need to need to change a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I think those, those are things that we can, you know, maybe think about in the future. Well, thank you, Benjamin. Marshall? The thing I've learned the most from this whole corona experience has been just how fragile everything is, how fragile our society is, but also how fragile life is. Mm -hmm. And um, it's made me think about, um, well, about our, my mortality, <laughs> even though I'm only... 28 I was I had a real uh, just a real vivid dream and when I woke up I realized I'm gonna die one day <laughs> and it was kind of kind of dark but yeah. at the same time it's like we're all gonna face that one day and I just I just you know as, as unsure as life is I can be sure of that you mm -hmm. know that I am gonna I was even talking to this homeless guy when I was at work and I was just kind of telling him 
but anyways, I was just telling him, you know, that he was valuable and that kind of stuff. And, and then he, he, and then he said to me, you know, well, yeah, we're all, you know, if we can be sure about the one thing that we're all going to die. <laughs> and this is like a week after this happened. And I, and I, it's just, you know, we don't often talk about it, but we're all in this line headed towards, you know, this destination. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I just was thinking about what really matters, you know, and, uh, it, it actually has, you know, this whole experience, the, the, the positive I can take away from it is that I have really had so much time with my wife. It's been like almost a blessing in disguise, even though we've had to stay in our apartment mm-hmm. for the most part, it's been actually, you know, we were hard, we weren't hardly spending any time together at all because of our different schedules. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this has been like kind of, even though I'm working a little bit less and so is she it's been a huge blessing we've been able to spend all this time together and we're going to have our little date tonight even though it's just going to be in our apartment mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's been it's been a blessing in disguise for sure thank you marshall brandon one of the few positive things that came out of this situation is the fact that we have video conference conferencing at our disposal like for the global pandemic the theaters i realized that and but what I mean by that is we have the ability to really, like, connect with people that we find most important in our lives, like, pretty regularly and, like, face-to-face. Mm-hmm. So I think overall it's just, like, this sense of me being able to or needing to connect more with, like, family or friends that I haven't been able to or don't normally keep up with mm-hmm. as regularly as I should. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, before the shelter was in place and really stay-at-home kind of came into effect, um, I usually be, or I would usually be like, you know, constantly in an on state or out and about. And I don't take that time to say like, Hey, I should call, um, one of my best friends or even like, I should call my mom or my father more. So I think it's something that I cherish. Like on a weekly basis, I have, um, video conferences with friends, uh, throughout the week, I regularly check in with my siblings as well as mother and father. Mm-hmm. Um, so when everything gets busier again and more back to a closer normal, I want to, you know, have that still consistent that I'm checking in on people and not really having to be out and about all mm-hmm. the time. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, Brandon. So what have you discovered or learned during this experience that you now value as actionable beyond the present. Make it beautiful. Dr. Ravouf talked to us about the value of pleasure as it relates to mental toughness and well-being. And no, we don't normally associate one with the other. We're about to hear a tiny piece of that. Uh, the risk, however, of sounding harsh, let me say that I'm quite aware that pockets of the human family are either deliberately or unwittingly misinformed or disadvantaged by hypocrisy and maybe viewing the word pleasure from under the rug, as it were. Regardless, whatever our view, whatever our inculcation, whatever our understanding, it has an impact on the wellness of our being. With that in mind, let us hear 
Dr. Ravuth and a little tiny piece of our discussion. I'm glad if you could explain this to the audience, that a natural human desire for pleasure could come from either of two ways. The human tendency is enjoy pleasure by doing good things, helping others, showing love and affection towards others, and deriving pleasure. The other way of deriving pleasure is harming others. When they suffer, when they are in trouble, the person enjoys. There are two ways of enjoying pleasure. The first one, helping others, doing good things to others, is like Mother Teresa, or devoted, dedicated her life towards the suffering, sufferings. Mm-hmm. The other one I said, enjoying pleasure by doing harm to others, like Hitler. So in, it's not common. Enjoying pleasure by doing harm to others is not common. Mm-hmm. It's very few. Mm-hmm. It's not human tendency. Mm-hmm. You call it as an abnormal. Mm-hmm. But helping others, mm-hmm. enjoying pleasure by helping others mm-hmm. is a great human value. Mm-hmm. Appreciated by the whole world. Mm-hmm. Followed by everyone. That's more important. I love it. I love it. Victory and defeat are as the petals of a rose. I want to thank our panel today, David Kutzer, Benjamin Zuniga, Marshall Mack, Brandon Jones, and Dr. Ravouf. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. Here is wishing you your very best. Stay strong and stay healthy. Every new era is marked by a challenge that reveals the true nature of its character, its soul, its heart, our very being. A challenge so pervasive so corrosive, so corrupting, it indulges our need for respite, a challenge that demands a new breed, a breed beyond the hero. The hunks I dreamed. In this brilliant epic adventure, we encounter the rare qualities of those equipped for this challenge. The hunks I dreamed. (laughs) The hunks I dreamed is available on Amazon, Audible, and uh, Apple. The hunks I dreamed. See you next week.